0: Hello and welcome to the London Coronavirus Podcast, the original and only daily independent pod in the coronavirus content business. Every day, we will try and move away from the mainstream and serve up the surreal in a bid to bring a little bit of light during these tricky times. Today on the pod, it was a bit of a games and entertainment special. We had possibly my favourite Living the quarantine Dream offering to date. We had uh, a jigsaw-themed coronavirus confession and heavy... Metal yoga, yep, that's what we do. Alongside me, as ever, is Mr. James. Where James, when we scrambled together this podcast two weeks ago in a bit of a haze of microphones whizzing across London boroughs in plastic bags, if you recall, fifteen days ago, we we made a promise to each other that we would do this podcast daily for thirty days. And you know what? We're halfway through, mate. Have you enjoyed the first couple of weeks?
1: Oh, it's been the ultimate quarantine hobby, really, Dave. Like, I know we cover some great and glorious, but we've got some heavy metal yoga coming up on the show for people to try at home. We're also hearing a bit about live streaming origami classes. I mean, it's all happening out there. But I think we, we've got the ultimate one, Dave, but we're in a very privileged position to be doing this and yeah really appreciate everyone's support as we've grown this so far and as we move forward with it and it's crazy isn't it because then the question was how on earth are we going to fill this time that it looks like we're going to have even before the lockdown was officially announced now we're in that time and if anything the opposite is true. I genuinely, yeah. I'm not sure it counts as an essential item, but if there are any available for delivery, I genuinely think I need to order myself one of those conference room whiteboards and start putting <laughs> together yeah. a rotor of my activities for when I'm not yeah. recording the podcast because there is so much on offer. It feels like the opportunity to turn yourself into a one-person circus act has never been greater, and you know, I feel I don't want to miss out on that too, and it's a funny one, because being busy through this time and keeping yourself occupied to some extent seems really important, but also it's a real balancing act, because don't want to be so busy that you miss the gift of this weird, unique time where you're just not as busy as normal, so it's a tricky one, but if you need to be a bit more busy, need a little bit of isolation inspiration, Boy, have we got it for you on today's pod.
0: 15 days down, 15 to go. We are here every day on the London Coronavirus Podcast. Enjoy the pod. <laughs> James, uh, I wanted to start today by opening up a little bit to our listeners about the daily goings-on behind the scenes at the London Coronavirus Podcast. And whilst I manage the editing and social media, you're in charge of probably the most difficult piece of the puzzle, I think, recruiting experts and celebrities. And listen, James has tried to get everyone from David Beckham to David Blaine on the pod, just uh, of course, just in the form of a pretty low-investment 60-second WhatsApp voice note. But we have had quite a few uh, polite declines and What we've noticed, I think, James, is quite a well-established theme throughout the past week or so, where agents, they are polite and they do respond. But the first question is always, who's been on the show before? And I found this really, really interesting because I don't know much about celebrities, but even in that celebrity world, that kind of social proof is still a major currency, right? Like. If Mm. if I'll do it, if my mate does it kind of thing. And and whilst I was personally blown away by the likes of the UK's number one mixologist or a world renowned dog trainer yesterday, it appears some of Britain's A-listers weren't. But James, keep plugging away because I'm sure that voice note from Prince Harry isn't too far (laughs) away, my friend.
1: Yeah, he's definitely going to have the free time on his hands now with his new setup in the States, that's <laughs> for sure. I think at some point we're going to have to put out on our social Dave, a compilation of my rejection emails with some sad <laughs> violin music from everyone from Mary Berry to... Mary Beard. I mean, just to note to the Marys, it, it's been an encyclopedic work through of British celebrities. But everybody needs a hobby and never more so than in this Corona quarantine age. And it just turns out that my main hobby seems to have become celebrity rejection. I can't believe <laughs> that my answer to the question when they say who else has been the podcast and I answer honestly, David Windsor and Chico isn't enough because really that sounds straight out of a kind of national poll of fantasy dinner parties. That's two of the main five. But it's funny, isn't it? Because part of me is like, it seems kind of ridiculous, but right now people can't even spare 30 seconds. I mean, now everyone's got so much spare time. But then there's another part of me that's like, You know what? In a weird way, we've become all very busy right now. Not in the way that we're normally busy with jobs and commuting and meeting friends, but with the online activities and things we've always wanted to do, which seem to be dominating most people's lock in routines at the moment. And there was a video. My mum forwarded me actually just for this, which is an Italian guy with subtitles and someone's trying to book in a Skype date with him. And he's saying, oh, no, I can't possibly do tomorrow because I've got a flash mob on my balcony at four where we're singing <laughs> Oh Sole Mio and Pilates at midday. And I've got four Skype lunch dates and then a dinner party online. It's really good because there is, like all the best satire, there really is a sliver of truth, which is all too close to home right now. And some of the activities out there are just something else. We've got a clip of some heavy metal yoga coming up later on the show today. But the best one otherwise I saw today was an origami live stream, which was being publicised by Time Out, who have rebranded as Time In. Hokey Cokey nice. styley there, nice. they're going on to that one. But an origami live stream is maybe the best summary of where we are right now in terms of home entertainment the thing that i most want to get involved in is the real life game of cluedo that is house party the video calling app where you can do it with a group of friends and play games house party has launched a one million dollar reward if anybody can tip them off as to who was behind the smear campaign they had recently. There were lots of rumours online that they were stealing people's data. If you have the app, you can delete it. And Mm. it would also make Netflix and all these other apps crash, which was complete nonsense, like the fakest of fake news. And their owner has now come out with a $1 million reward, if anybody can point to who was behind this smear campaign because he's suspecting foul play. And that is, I know lots of people have been watching or doing murder mysteries to pass the time. I mean, that is like the ultimate game of Cluedo, that, for the Cluedo quarantine era. And imagine coming out of this, even if you dedicate the next two or three months, or however long we're going to be stuck in this predicament for, to doing some super sleuthing, On who was behind that. Imagine (laughs) coming out of this quarantine a million dollars up. I I think I might have to cut some of my celebrity (laughs) hunting time into some (laughs) smear campaign hunting time and get into doing that because that is a next level board game for the 2020 (laughs) lock-in age.
0: So next up on the London Coronavirus Podcast, we have Living the Quarren Dream. This is a feature now that we're all fully comfortable with, both uh, in practice and in terms of on the London Coronavirus Podcast, because stuck as we are at home, people have found ingenious and comforting ways to pass the time. And I particularly enjoy today's Living the Quarren Dream. And it's from uh, my friend Rhys. And Reese is a really good guy, very impressive guy, and a very humble guy, which is an underrated, uh, very underrated characteristic. And I'm just going to let Reese take it away. You better be sitting up for this one because there's bags of energy. This is Reese and Living the Quarant Dream. Hi guys, it's Reese here. I've been playing a ridiculous amount of online chess during this quarantine. The one upside to all this pandemic and disaster is that the online chess world is going off. There's a lot of players online, there's tournaments, everyone's cracking on with the blitz and bullet chess. It's really going off, so I'm trying to fit in as many games as I can, as much as possible with a nine-month-old baby and a remote full-time job. But it is very much hiving out there in the online chess world. So get on Chess.com or Chess24 and get your games in. Because that's how I'm living the Quarren dream. (laughs) How good is that? That I think, James, normally when I listen to our living the Quarren dream tales, I kind of, I can sympathize, I can empathize. Sometimes I think, oh, that sounds quite nice and cozy. But rarely am I as fired up. I mean, Reese—that that is a man living his Quarren dream. I think he even said that the online chess community is hiving. Is that a word? I don't know, but I felt like it was astonishing energy. And if that doesn't make you want to play chess during lockdown, I don't know what will.
1: Inventing words inspired by chess here on London Coronavirus Podcast. Move over Shakespeare. We're just coming up with new vocabulary on the go. Dave, you told me before we started recording that that was going to be quite something, and yet I still wasn't even close to prepared for that. Are you sure that Reese isn't using chess as the nickname of some new undercover street drug (laughs) that I'm not yet aware of. Because the (laughs) level of energy that that man has got for the game is really something else. And it seems to be one of those hobbies. There are a few right now where if you have a particular passion it's like this is the time you've always been waiting for, right? Yeah. Like, Rita was saying, like, this is a once-in-a-lifetime chess opportunity. <laughs> and I was thinking that also when I was out about on my daily run and you see people cycling. And it's like, if you're a cyclist, huge cycling community in London and across the UK, if you're a cyclist who's really serious about your cycling you have genuinely been dreaming for years mm. about the time where the government are telling you that one of the only forms of exercise allowed on a daily basis is cycling. All the streets are completely empty of cars, buses and pedestrians. Yeah. And you're working from home. So can kind of fit in cycles whenever you want into your daily routine. I mean, right now, there are some hobbyists who honestly, if they like won a lottery grant to go professional, couldn't be enjoying themselves more, I reckon.
0: Yeah, it is incredible. Uh, Reese is like, he's a serious chess player uh it, i won't tell you his chess rating james because i don't think it'll mean much to you or all the listeners perhaps but reese is, is a serious chess player with it with a busy life and as you say this opportunity you've just been granted hours and in, in different hobbies space by the gods now to go all in on this so yeah what an opportunity if you've got something you're passionate about that you can still do during this period then yeah i mean you can double
1: down on it massively right now yeah it's a huge chance for people who already have niche activity-based hobbies to really go all in, to put all their chips on the table, at least for the next month or two, and really milk it for all that it's worth. But it's also a brilliant time for the rest of us to get into strange niche activities, even if they're not gonna last. And I've been hearing about more and more of these online, But the one that really pricked my interest so far was when I heard that a friend of a friend is leading online heavy metal yoga classes. And I loved that. It sounded like the sweet and sour sauce of the exercise world to put together heavy metal and yoga. And you might not guess this, Dave, but in my teenage years, I was quite into a bit of metal. I once got given, I didn't technically catch, I kind of caught one step removed a drumstick at an Iron Maiden concert, Ah, and also yeah, I've got that knocking around somewhere, and also saw Iron Maiden at Earl's Court Exhibition Centre, before that was knocked down, dating my London life that, saw them (laughs) there with my dad, who is a man who normally only listens to classic FM, so that was quite a disorientating (laughs) musical experience, but when I heard about this, I was like, we've got to get this on the show so I reached out to Selma who was kind enough to send in a demo clip of what heavy metal yoga is like so give yourself some space to get into those positions here it is heavy metal
2: yoga take another breath in as you exhale, roll the shoulders away from the ears. Go ahead and spread the fingers wide. Feel the breath flowing in to your body and out of your body. Take another breath in. As you exhale, go ahead and interlace your fingers behind you. As you inhale, pull the chest up and exhale, lower your torso down so that you're parallel to the ground. Humble warrior. Go ahead and drop the head down. Take a deep breath in. As you exhale, keep your torso there, but go ahead and straighten the front leg so you'll start feeling the stretch at the back of the leg. We're going to go ahead and hold this for three deep breaths in your own time.
1: Wow, I feel stretched in every single sense. Somehow as I was listening to that, I was sort of picturing a yoga studio that was half your typical yoga students kind of in their spandex leggings work, the athleisure Instagram look and the Mm. other half like the hell's angels. It was like this amazing kind of hybrid combination catering for everyone that I think I might finally have found my type of yoga, but we're gonna have more details Mm. later in the show in Coronavirus Kindness. About how Selma's classes are raising money for a local pub that's been closed. That's going to come up with a bit more of an explanation of what the classes involve later in the show. But for anyone who really wants to check that out, you can find more details on her Instagram, which is SelmaRaYoga, or you can find that also on her website, which is the same, selmaRaYoga.com. Situation which here on London Coronavirus Podcast is creating a real catalogue of crazy moments, Dave. I have to say, having just sat here on a Tuesday evening listening to a heavy metal yoga audio track has got to be up there. And earlier today, I also had one of these when we were trying to source our expert on niche activities and I found myself emailing the reigning heavyweight tiddlywinks world champion. I mean, I don't think I've ever had a more iconic opening of a new email than that. (laughs) Unfortunately, he was too busy in training, I guess, to get back to me. He was too busy getting ready. I guess the tiddlywinks Olympics may be going ahead even though the normal ones aren't. So I didn't hear anything back, but we were lucky enough to hear back from a man who describes himself as the leading home athlete, Rory Southworth. And Rory was in the news this week when he came up with a particularly novel way of exercising at home. Yeah, if you've already got tired of live stream classes and thin mats on your hard floor, then maybe a more extreme approach like Rory's might be for you. Rory climbed the height of Snowden this week simply by climbing up and down a step in his back garden. He had to do this more than 7,000 times to get up to the height. And his latest project is scaling the height of Everest Base Camp in all of his full mountaineering gear on the stairs inside his house. He's really managing to bring the seven peaks of the world to the seven stairs next to his living room. And here are Rory's top tips on how you can also turn your quarantine time into the adventure of a lifetime.
0: there, Roy Southworth at Roy Southworth on Instagram. I've been doing a lot of indoor activities recently, I've looked at what I actually have in my house and I have stairs and I have steps, I have a larder and I have a lot of space actually in my garden. So I've been making the most of that. And even within that space, I've been trying to find things that other people might have access to. So I know my bottom step is about the same height as a curb in my garden. So I ascended that 7,233 times to scale the height of Snowden before work. So there's all these things you can kind of see around your house that have potential and it's about putting that into practice with a narrative for me. So finding the height of one of my favorite peaks and then ascending that on my stairs, on a step, anything around, getting dressed up in all my kit and having a bit of fun. if you've ever climbed snowden james have you have you been up snowden N- no i haven't dave it, it's a fairly long walk you know it, that is quite a lot of steps i think when you say steps like that it's hard to it's hard to compute but that is a <laughs> that is a long walk and if he's doing it i love the commitment of doing it in the whole gear as well but i think what he says about building the narrative and sort of committing to that narrative as well and having fun with it i think is a really good uh, core principle and well best of luck to him as he tries to go everest base camp next quite very impressive
1: yeah, like how casually he dropped in that he'd done that before work as well. Yeah. I think like if I can make a cafetiere of coffee before I have to be online for work, before I've completed the commute into the study, then that's a real achievement in the morning.
0: But Is I- that almost a almost a new feature, James? A little coronavirus smugness or, I don't know, solitary smugness, or cause I've I've seen a few just just nipping in here or there, people who you know they're 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 caught they're trapped at home, but they can't help just slip in that they've managed to you know reach grade eight grade eight piano already or something like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a game of one-upmanship. But if I climbed a mountain on my steps, I think I I feel similar, Dave. And I sure. like that I felt like I was seeing my own space here through a new lens, and not just because i whacked on my mountaineering goggles when Rory was saying oh you've just got to see the opportunity I like that like if we could keep seeing the opportunity in our spaces and also just in our day-to-day stuck in here and kind of seeing it in new ways then hopefully that's a really good technique whether you're into climbing or not to get you through this tricky time.
0: Next up on the London Coronavirus Podcast, we have the section of the pod where we open up the metaphorical confession booth and invite our listeners in to come and sit down and offload their sins. Now, generally, James, we offer people the chance to present themselves with a false name, false location, but none of that today. Honesty is the name of the game from Mr Rajmanic, and I will let let him take it away with his coronavirus confession.
3: hey guys it's raj um i've got a um coronavirus confession and it's uh not not immediately obvious or certainly it hasn't been immediately obvious to me as something i should necessarily be ashamed of um uh, i'm big into my puzzles love a good jigsaw puzzle anything thousand to five thousand pieces i'm all over it uh now i feel like it's prime time for the puzzle um, the puzzle is king right now, and uh, I had a few sort of stocked up in the archive that I needed to get through. One was from two years ago when I um, left my previous job. My team at the time very kindly got me a jigsaw puzzle, a thousand piece um, of a picture of all of us at the escape room as part of my leaving day. Right, so two years later, I've been chipping away at this puzzle for a while, um, finally completed it the other day. And usually you complete it, you take your photo, boom, straight back in the box, and there, and then it's done. And you, you pass it on to someone else or swap for another puzzle. This one is still intact. Over a week later, it's still intact. It's still out, pride of place, like in the middle of the living room floor. Every time you walk, like I live in a, an apartment, it's not the biggest place in the world. Every time you walk to the kitchen, the lounge, the TV, whatever, this puzzle was just there staring at you. And I don't know what it is, but... I just can't stop staring at myself in jigsaw form, is yeah, there are other people in this picture, there are other people in the completed puzzle, but it's me, I keep looking at myself on my own living room floor, and I can't get rid of it, every time I've gone to pack it away to do some exercise, I'm putting it back out there, like I am literally becoming furniture in my own place, I think that's getting weird now, but I'm kind of I kind of want to see how far I can go with this. How weird can... How weirded out could I make myself? That's my confession.
0: One of the most self-aware coronavirus confessions we've
1: had so far, James. Uh, Deep levels of psychological psychological (laughs) analysis there, Dave, like self-analysis. It was
0: very, very layered, wasn't it? But I think... uh, Yeah, I honestly don't know what to make of that. I thought it was one of the best ones we've had so far, but for entirely different reasons. And the fact that Raj, there was no need, of course, to to leave uh, a fake name because Raj was just owning the situation. And that that was a next level coronavirus confession in many different ways.
1: Yeah, he's like a kind of quarantine puzzle narcissist. (laughs) which isn't a character that I thought I'd be coming across anytime soon but does sound worthy of one of the live streamed operas that seem to be ten a penny these days it's you know it's a clash on the live streamed opera scene at the moment so maybe that's going to be a character that's going to be written before long I feel he can't be alone Dave in being someone who's developed a sort of weird obsession with something in their space because Mm. like he said many of us in london we're not in palaces right we're in fairly limited spaces for the duration of this there maybe aren't so many things around so i wonder if we're going to get any more coronavirus confessions where maybe people's activity isn't picking up some new hobby or live stream, but it's just sort of zoning in on a weird way on something else in their space. If that resonates with your own experience, you don't have to disclose your name like Raj. You can go anonymous, you can come under a pseudonym. All welcome here in the coronavirus confession booth.
0: on the London Coronavirus Podcast is our global update where we scan the globe and check in on just how everyone is doing really in cities and countries across this fine planet. And today we're in Europe and we are from Berlin, actually. My friend Dave, who's based in Berlin, he is a musician, would you believe, living in Berlin, and he gives us a global update from his city as to just what is going
2: on at this point in time. Hi, this is David. I am based in Berlin. I'm going to give you an overview about the coronavirus situation over here. Uh, You're allowed to go outside to go to a pharmacy or a supermarket or to exercise. Um, A lot of businesses have had to close because of the um, situation and because of the lockdown. Um, Yet the state has um, agreed to open funds for um, small businesses and freelancers. giving funds of about 200 million euros. Um, As far as the social situation is going, um, a lot of people are offering help to the elderly because they're more affected by the virus and are more prone to having complications. Um, A lot of shops and cafes and restaurants have had to close and so these uh, businesses are asking people to buy vouchers for the time after the lockdown. And so they don't have to go out of business right now. Um, as far as board games goes, uh, apparently there's been a trend uh, towards puzzles. People have um, a lot of time inside and with their families and tend to spend it on uh, yeah, putting together puzzles and um, probably playing Monopoly. Um, I'm not sure about the latter one. <laughs> Thank you.
0: That was Dave from Berlin, James, and quite a few themes are starting to resonate across the planet, I think. And yeah, everyone in Germany settled in for the long haul with their puzzles and their community spirit and helping out local businesses. And I'm sure we'll go back to Germany at some point in the future with a further update from Dave and the gang there.
1: Yeah, it sounds like puzzle pandemic could be (laughs) one of the stranger knock-on effects of this. I'm wondering, like, Maybe we'll see some kind of world puzzle league emerging out of this. It's going to be interesting to see what the future of the puzzle game is. I've also heard about some pretty intense games in Monopoly. In fact, a friend of mine was basically live streaming, like live texting a game of Monopoly they had the other day as if it was an actual event. It was like (laughs) when you're following a football match on BBC Sport and you can't listen to the radio and you're just getting the live text report. But with Monopoly, and it was also a little bit unclear whether she was actually speaking about, like, purchasing properties or whether it was to do with Monopoly when you hadn't got the context. All very confusing, but right now anything goes in the kind of Game walls Real world crossover. London, coronavirus.
2: Coronavirus.
1: So now it's time for the end of the show where we wrap things up with a gigantic air hug in the form of our coronavirus confession, which comes to us today From Selma of heavy metal yoga fame. You heard that earlier in the show. And as I mentioned briefly then, she's been doing live streamed classes over Zoom. What can't you get over Zoom these days? Like, it is absolutely incredible. It's like the world's ultimate corner shop for live (laughs) video activities. Everything is in stock. It's it's honestly, it makes Argos look like they don't have anything in their catalogues. But she's been doing her live streams of heavy metal vinyasa yoga over Zoom. And this Saturday, that's the 4th of April, she's doing a live streamed class that's 2 to 3 p.m. UK time for any of our international listeners. Mm. And... All of the money that she's raising from these classes is going to a beloved local pub called The Black Heart. And so far, they've already managed to raise £270 to help cover some of the wages and costs of this pub in just two online live classes. So that's pretty awesome. Not only... Are you getting a free exercise class with a real twist, a real heavy metal twist, but also helping out a business that's been really hard hit by the situation right now, too?
2: London.
0: we end every single episode of the London Coronavirus podcast with a quote, something to take away from the part and into the next 24 hours. We are, of course, here every day on the London Coronavirus podcast. And today, James, I was thinking about the bizarre hobbies that people have taken up, the hobbies that people have now got the opportunity and the time to go on a master. And mm. it got me thinking about how difficult it is to start a new hobby, right? Because when you start anything and you're a newbie, you're rubbish at it. And that's, especially as you become an adult, being rubbish at something is not a very good feeling. And you think, oh, why would I waste my time on something that I'm rubbish at? And so I've got enormous respect for any adult. You know, when you're a child, you can fail and you try loads of new things and you're kind of pushed into things and it's fine. But as an adult, to try something and to actually stick with it and therefore master it. And you do have time. Everyone has time pre-coronavirus and in a post-coronavirus world. But to go on and master it, I think it's just super impressive. And listen, I'm not painting myself as some kind of St. James. I've got a, a piano keyboard in my flat that's been sat there gathering dusts, uh, you know, for like three years since I had two lessons back in 2017. So I'm certainly not the uh, expert in this. But this brought me round to a quote which I really like. It's about picking up new hobbies and, and ultimately excelling in them. And it's, it's this. To be the master, first you must be the fool.